And now, from Grid Square Echo Mike 48, this is 100 Watts and a Wire. Well, well, hello and welcome to 100 Watts and a Wire. My name is Christian. My call sign is Kilo Zero Sierra Tango Hotel. 100 Watts and a Wire features the intersection of life and amateur radio. Whether you're new to ham radio or an experienced op uh, looking for your people, 100 Watts and a Wire is dedicated to providing quality information, entertainment, and community. And uh, joined uh, from the West, starting out West here, Steve, W7UDI. What's going on with you, brother? Oh, just another fun-filled day here in paradise. Just uh, It's been on the cool side, uh, 29 degrees outside right now, so... A hint of sarcasm cool. there. Um, just living the life is another one. Just living the life, mm-hmm. man. And that's sarcasm for something's going on. And and uh, you gave us <laughs> it that. It is but cold. That's right what on. it is. <laughs> All right. Finally, the truth. Let's uh, look at our temperatures for our friends who have gathered. Now, podcast listening audience, we invite you all to join us 6 o'clock Central Time on Sundays. And uh, same with our... Um, New friends on TikTok who are starting to gather and uh, and uh, communicate and engage with me there as well. Everybody's welcome. Thank you. Welcome. Introduce yourself here in the chat, but you're all welcome on Sundays. We'd love to hear from you. If you have a question, put a cue in front of it. Steve and I will try to get to it tonight. Scotty is also here. We'll talk to him, but I was just getting ready to say, um, it's not the coldest day we've seen. I can't throw my, well, look at this temperature at you now because today got warmer. But if you want to share your temperatures in the chat, go ahead and do it. We're at uh, 34 degrees right now as we uh, get into the evening, which is really nothing. Steve, what do you have? Uh, 29 right now. 20, so 29. It's, uh, it's working its way down. So we'll probably be in the, in the teens tonight or tomorrow morning. All right. Mother Nature working its way down. Good answer. Uh, Scotty's here, KC3BXN. What's going on in the Maryland area with you, sir? It's uh, it's chilly. It's cold. Is it now? Um, I'm, uh, I got you guys beat at 27 degrees in Ellicott City, Maryland at the moment. Damn! Ooh, 27. Woo! We'll take we'll it. Frosty. Scotty wins. Let us know what you're dealing with, where you are in the live chat tonight. We'll also, uh, we have a Zoom link that we can drop down. We'll take some calls tonight. If uh, things fit in, we're going to try to to do that for you. The uh, link is in the description here on YouTube. It's also going to be in the chat. It's in our Discord. It's around. I believe I posted it as well on Facebook. So everybody's welcome at all the places. And uh, we you, may take some calls with you. Did you put it on you. TikTok? Did I did not. TikTok I don't it? know how you put a linky on a TikTok. <laughs> I'd have to read it. It would be like http dot slash slash us zero two dot web dot zoom dot us slash j slash eight eight five three zero. And then it's like, damn. I hope you got it. And then sixty seconds is up. And it's up just like that. But I am Your having a blast. Time is up. I've been talking to guys, man. I really enjoy the sixty seconds. Maybe it's the radio guy in me. Um, what I do is every morning I get up and I'm usually taking my kids. We're shuttling the kids around. One day I'll take uh, my oldest. Another time I'll take my youngest. But either way, they go in two different directions and it takes a full team and, you know, whole thing. And so while I'm waiting, I rise early, but I get up and I go outside and I do the walk. And if the sun's starting to come up, cool. But it's been really frigid the last few 
uh, ones that I've done, I've, you know, 19 degrees, that kind of stuff. And I'm shuffling, boy. I'm, you hear it? I'm like, I got to go back down. And that kind of, but um, yeah, I'm having a blast because it's just a, a quick little bit. And it's almost like a thought on a walk. You know, sometimes you, you talk to people while you're walking. I love the walk and talk where I blow it out a little bit. We just go and air it out. But these are real specific because something will pop in my mind. I'm like, let me just go ahead and record this and I'll put it up on the tickety talk. And I'm finding that there's a lot of um, hams that are there. And I suppose they're looking for, you know, some solid advice. They're looking for, you know, I, I guess I'm trying to say there's some people that are like us that just want to have some community of people to hang out with. And we can do it in this virtual way that we do and we gather because we all can't be together. And boy, that kind of leads into a club discussion there a little bit. But anyway, welcome to everybody. And if you're new, drop new. Say you're new in the chat. We'd love uh, to meet you there. Everybody's going to be friendly and welcoming. But um, if we could just get uh, old boy on the tickety-tock, and I don't know how many of the people. That's funny because it feels kind of like its own thing. Like it was a big deal when Steve got on Discord. And it was like, he never did. Like, I've known this mf for a long time. He, he, he ain't touching no Facebook. I'm like, Steve, we got 8,000 nope. people. We got 10,000 people. We got 12,000 people. 15,000. And nothing would move him, right? He, he's just get the wagging finger. Like, no, sir. <laughs> Discord comes around, and he's like, yeah, like, this is kind of cool. I'm into that. And I know a lot of people aren't into TikTok. Some people aren't even into the Google. And I'm like, Okay, I, whatever you're into, I want to meet you there. So this is the long-form version of our podcast, TikTok, Discord, place to uh, gather throughout the week. Anywho, uh, just having a, uh, you know, it's so quick and I would say disposable. I get a lot of the uh, beautiful women come up on mine and I'm, <laughs> swipe away, I'm swipe away before I be, I'm a sinner. And next thing you know, it's like Pastor Joe shows up and he's like, hello, Christian, why? This is a Pastor Joe minute. Like, oh, damn. Swipe right, swipe right. <laughs> swipe, 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 swipe. But uh, yeah, I, you know, it's a, like an interesting. Pastor Joe minute. I, we should do that. Think about that, Pastor Joe. We'll get you in. Uh, yeah. get you in the Pastor Joe minute. I can't imagine when I gave Christian his first three thousand Hail Marys. He was a little bit <laughs> resistant, but he would just meet me every week, and they're piled up. Now it's fifteen thousand. Anywho, <laughs> uh, we're having a lot of fun here, and uh, you know, we're just hanging out and do the talk today. I, I thought it'd be kind of cool to talk about. You know, Steve was really generous to offer a homebrew double bazooka that he's put together. And last week we talked about this antenna and not how it performs. We could certainly talk about that and what it does. A coaxial dipole is what it is considered. I think marketing took it to a double bazooka type of, you know, thing. It sounds cool, but this was an antenna created in the 20s at MIT, right, Steve? Uh, 20s, 30s. It was create, created by MIT originally uh, <clears throat> uh, for two meters of all places because mm -hmm. uh, back then that was considered the the super high frequency of the of the world. And it, it was uh, they needed some kind of broadband antenna that would work uh, for uh, radar, as from what I understand. But uh, if I'm butchering it, 
who cares? But well, it's, I, I, I kind of threw, <laughs> threw you a curveball. <laughs> no, I just knew MIT built it, designed <laughs> it, uh, came up with it, and I think that's it was for radar. And then it was just uh, it kind of started getting favor here in amateur radio, and uh, I migrated to it. Uh, from dipoles and cage dipoles to uh, to this uh, the double bazooka, and I'm just uh, I'm I'm hooked on it. It it, it is simple, easy to make um, for the most part. It's a little bit more complicated than say a standard dipole or anything, but it's a fantastic antenna. It's been working great. The biggest problems has been the centerpiece, and uh, we'll, we'll kind of go into it. And I kind of came up with a. Pulled it out of my butt design and oh. uh, dynamite. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Jeez. When you trigger Jimmy Walker, we've definitely uh, so, to our new you, listeners. You, you. <clears throat> just kidding. That's not the secret sauce we talked about last week either. <laughs> it actually just makes a really good antenna. And uh, by the way, for new members, uh, if you join by uh Going to buymeacoffee.com, it's a, it's a really good time to talk about it. And let me roll this out. We do have some new members that we thank, and they'll go across the screen, and we'll talk about that. But new members will be put into this random drawing for a double bazooka antenna. 20 meters, I believe, we're going to give away. Uh, we want to thank Brad, KC3, Bravo Hotel India, Tom Simpson also donated, Joe, KC2, Juliet, Mike Sierra, Matt, GB and Bowie Belt. I love that. Uh, we thank them for supporting the content and the community that they enjoy. Thank you all very much. But they'll all be put into this random drawing. And I think at the end of the month, we'll just give it away. It's an extra bonus for uh, supporting the content and this community that you enjoy if you're interested in that. Uh, the information is in the description and on your screen if you're here watching. So I thought it would be really interesting to talk about some home brews, and I guess we can we can just say what it is first. I mean, a home brew antenna is just like you would think about with your beer I, or any any sort mm -hmm. of thing you would make. You'd um, it's something you've come up with. It doesn't have to be an an original antenna, but it's kind of uh, implies that it's not purchased from the market. Your supplies have going to co of course come from it, the market. It's homemade. It's something you built yourself and it's just uh, homemade and uh like many things in amateur radio home brewing kind of came along it came along with the uh i'm glad it kind of fits along with these guys with the uh, with the old oh, barley what hops got, what you got barley there? pop oh just an ipa just uh there we go okay <laughs> so, so he's showing that up the, there okay but uh yeah it's so it's homemade home brew it's you know you you make it uh you whether you use your own design or someone else's design, but you put it together and uh, and then uh, put it up and get to enjoy the fruits of your labor. Yeah, I I um, I kind of man we and we got to talk about it here because this is the perfect kind of thing on the TikTok, and I'll write this down. Making your own tennis. This is the sort of thing where I was re resistant in the beginning, and. Um, I don't know, man. I'm just, uh, it's transparency. It's just all transparency. So this podcast became like, oh, you follow the adventures. I've made a lot of mistakes and I've done some cool things too and whatever. But in the beginning, building your own antenna seems a little like, you. can't you just 
tell me what to buy. I, you know, I don't know. Maybe, you know, some people are totally into like, I'm going to put this together and all the solder and all, you know, and I got there. But in the initial times, it's like, how do I measure it? Like, there's so many factors to building a simple dipole. We have to do a video for that, Steve, because some of the questions that I would ask you would go like this. So, um, Steve, I'm I'm cutting the wire here. Uh, what happens when I tie it off? I'm, I'm doing air quotes and tie it off here, not tying it off. But when I solder the ends to the centerpiece, what happens to that six inches on both sides? Does it happen? Does that count? Does it need to be? You know what I'm saying? Like all these questions would come out. He remembers. I know it. And that. And those questions, like when you wrap it back on the end, when you wrap it back on itself, how does that play? So many questions that you need answered, I think, in the early days may keep you from building your own antenna. Did, let's go to Scotty for this because he's a relatively newer ham. When it came to building antennas, and I know what he's going to say. He'll be like, nope. I'll be right back to you, Steve. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Scotty, tell me about when you uh, when you started getting into building your own antennas. Uh, yeah, I jumped right into it, uh, being the, doing service work and working in the studio, making cables, um, making antennas was uh, it came pretty naturally. And of course, like many uh, many new uh, hams, uh, my first antenna build was a simple uh, um, two meter ground plane with uh, some coat hangers and some nineteen and a half, nineteen and a quarter inch wires. And uh, soldering it together to a, a chassis mount, and um, getting it up and hanging it, hung it in the attic with a thumbtack and some and some paracord, and uh, wired it up to my to my bow my Baofeng UV five R, and uh, made contact with uh, my first contact as a as a licensed ham um, that way um, on the local repeater. That's and the uh, oh, sorry, go made ahead. several. Yeah, yeah, I got some other antennas uh, made along the way as well, but that my that was my first build was that was that two meter ground plane with some simple wire you can also take some uh questions uh sorry guys throw right back to you we put the 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 link to talk in or to ask questions or to call in here tonight we can do that if you want to even watch from behind the scenes you can jump into the uh zoom link that we're sharing with you as well that's uh that's here and and an offering to you if you want to do audio questions we have a few to take as well uh, Steve, what did you want to talk about? Any of of those uh, points? Oh, they, I built plenty of those uh, two meter quarter wave antennas with the uh, SO two thirty nine chassis mount. Uh, I've uh, just taken some twelve gauge or fourteen gauge solid wire and just so uh, soldered it to the center pin, and then uh, I've taken the same wire and then like uh, crimp on a a lug, and then some. Uh, 440 hardware, you know, nuts, screws and nuts and, uh, made the, uh, the four, uh, ground plane radials and, uh, stick it in the top of like a PVC pipe and run the coax up the middle and bit of bang, bit of boom. You're, you're off and running on uh, two meters FM. So yeah, yeah another one that's been built. Yeah. The copper J pole has been an, another one that's popular that a lot of people, uh, have built over the years and, uh, clubs that are uh one club i belong to that was a huge uh, project uh and uh it was uh, they would build them as a group and uh okay bring in your pieces i'll cut to these lengths and then we will uh we will uh, basically uh, sweat them together all the 
the joints and everything at the club meeting and and then uh tune them and uh yeah it was it was a lot of fun so i remember the first uh i'll go back to my first home room we'll talk about some of the successes that we've had and some of the uh failures <laughs> you know some things that just don't work okay i remember i first got the old girl here uh, we can't see her but drake she's right here just right off to my right the Drake TR7, which I love very much, but I didn't have an antenna up outside. You know, I was just getting onto HF. And Lanny, N0JZ, who's in the area I talked to, he's the one that listened to the podcast in the early days, and he was he's a Marine, right? Once a Marine, always a Marine. But he, at the time, I think he was in his early 70s. He must be getting on in closer to 80 at these, these days. Anyway, I did reach out and talk to him uh, recently, but... You know, I said, well, what do you think? And he, he thought, that he's like, yeah, it's kind of boring. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. Uh, nothing to say. Uh, okay, I guess he was right. But yeah, you know, he was just, uh, I don't know. But, you know, he, he gave me this little, like, centerpiece, this little insulator that I could put two pieces of wire. They were they were not insulated. It was hung up here in the bottom of the in the basement. I mean, it went from room to room nice. in my basement. You know, and he's like, you got to have something. You might be able to hear something. I'm, and I'm looking at these 18-inch 18, 18 uh, concrete walls. I'm like, mm -mm. I, I heard a lot of static. Didn't, didn't hear much in the early days. But, you know, I remember kind of putting that together. I'm like, I guess I can't really screw this up. You know, and it was an an attempt for me to kind of get involved, do a little soldering, just get the feel for it. You know what I mean? And I love the smell of solder. I think it's poison and not good for you, but there's just something about doing the work that's uh, really cool. Um, but I did I did have some her mental hurdles. I had several actually going in becoming a new ham because I've always been on this side of the microphone. But the other side was a little tricky like i've had engineer people help me with that in the old van you know anyway i can tell you that over time i can make like a dipole like and i loved it like i would make dipoles put them up and they would sing and i'd be like there's such this magic to making these dipoles and uh, i would say start try to start with that i mean maybe even a 15 meter you know, whatever. What What do you suggest, Steve, uh, as a good jumping off point for new people who are, who are thinking, maybe I won't buy one, maybe I'll try one? A dipole. That's the simplest because you're just dealing with uh, two pieces of wire and, uh, and then attaching the coax to the wire. You don't have to have a ballon, but uh, I, I will show you uh, why having a ballon is, it, it kind of simplifies the build. And, uh, so, uh, but you don't have to, you can just, uh, you just need some kind of insulator in the center and it could be just as simple as I have built center insulators out of two inch PVC caps. So here's, this is just a PVC two inches in diameter and, uh, you can drill a hole in here at the top, put a uh, eye bolt, you can drill two holes, one on each side, put some eye bolts, and then your wire's going to attach to that. You bring your coax up, and you can make attachments there uh, with the coax. But as simple as just one of these, just a simple PVC cap will uh, 
will work as a uh, just a center conductor or a insulator a uh, dog bone insulator is another one or i'll show you some other i got another yeah, insulator we'll here I'll, that's yeah, what we're here so. for it's casual conversation we have a uh, zoom session up you can call in to the show if you'd like to we're going to hang out tonight um I know people listening are coming in talking about uh, antennas. Usually we do live coverage after the shows of the Sunday Evening Net. There's a huge contest going on, so we're going to yield to that this week. But we're going to do some overtime and kind of hang out, take some calls and answer some questions uh, for a bit until the guys get super bored of me. And then they're just like, oh, look at the time. I better make that chilly. Like, oh, dude, it's like 10 o'clock. I got mean? a hole in my beer, so There's I got to go. I got a hole in my beer. I got to go. <laughs> I got the cat box. Tomorrow's trash day. Yeah, see all the excuses that come up? Yeah, I got to get it out to the curb, man. You don't want to go missing that sort of stuff. All right. Let's take a look at what happened this week in radio history. Going back to when Steve and I were just little dudes. Scotty came a little long later and was like, Hey, can I play with you guys? And Steve would just push him right down. Shame. It was a shame, but they, they've right made into up. the cat box. They've been to the litter box. That Steve guy was. What an a-hole. He was a D-bag, and he would push yeah. him right into the trash cans because it was trash day. <laughs> Always trash day. November 22nd, 1899, the Marconi Wireless Telegraph Company of America is registered. That would become huge. Tesla, my personal favorite as it goes in this realm, but Marconi is uh, significant as well. Great stories out of uh, radio. November 15th, 1899, just one week earlier, the Transatlantic Times receives the first news by wireless Jumping now to 1954, November 14th, the first mass marketed transistor pocket radio is introduced. It was called the Regency TR1. Uh -huh. Good name, the Regency. On November 15th, 1985, jumping ahead now, Microsoft introduces Windows 1.0, and y'all can just take that for what it is i never really yep. cared for uh for windows too much once you go mac you never go never, never go, go back, back. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> there's still some events going on i i am uh always surprised at what's happening in the world of amateur radio scotty's here to tell us about what events are kicking uh, this weekend and throughout the week all right well we got the uh the um the sweepstakes, ARL sweepstakes, is still happening uh, as as we speak, and we'll continue on for a little while after the podcast. Um, but the next weekend, we have uh, the CQ Worldwide DX uh, contest, the CW version of that. The I think the, the single sideband was not too long ago. And then uh, I was reading, uh, just came across this today. There's a, a new ham contest uh, called the Ham Spirit Contest. It's a worldwide contest. It is uh, being put on by. The uh, Central Siberia D Siberia DX Club, and um, I've been reading that it's sort of a uh, a response to um, CQ publications banning Russian stations for the CQ Worldwide um, contest back uh, a few months back. Um, so there's a apparently there's a little bit of a stir over this one over on the QRZ forums and uh, and whatnot. So, but that's happening next weekend as well. So that's that's about all I could, uh, could dig up. We have um. And a uh, special event station um, celebrating the, the landing of pilgrims at Plymouth Rock. Um, 
uh, NI1X <laughs> will be doing a special event station on November 26th and 27th, celebrating uh, Thanksgiving. <clears throat> yes, the nice. Pilgrims with their thankless taking. <laughs> now come on, boys. Fans. Where's your spirit? <laughs> I don't hear no singing. Yeah, that should be the theme for the old ham spirit contest. All right, friends, let's talk about being community supported or roll those names again. Who have uh, gave this week? I want to tell you a quick way how you can support the community and the content you enjoy. Cheers, guys. Thank you. Yeah, we appreciate you. Names are uh, going across. I mentioned them a little bit earlier. If you go to buy me a coffee, just a few clicks. Somebody did it today and they posted on Facebook. It took them like two minutes or two clicks, not even two minutes. Because there's no signups, there's no long-term commitment. We were on Patreon, but Patreon was taking up to 12% of your donation and support. And I thought that was excessive. Um, It's a fairer break on buy me a coffee. But you can support with no signups, no commitments. There's a link in the description. Scotty will drop it here in the chat for you. It's as simple as buying us a cup of coffee. You can, uh, some people want to do donations all in one chunk. You can do it by the month. There's some benefits uh, to being a member there as well. So think about that. Um, Matt says, I absolutely love the show. Keep up the laughs. He's a new supporter and, and, great feedback we appreciate you guys thank you very uh, very much there was a little bit about last week too and we'll go back to uh, jump around just a little bit sexy time i gotta i can't only really play so much of that song or i get uh, ready for <laughs> ready, i'm ready for love um last week we talked about elmers and and we we didn't really get too deep into the word i'm curious to see what the folks here think about the name and the term Elmer, and I saw you post. I was a little surprised, Steve, at your post because you were pretty much saying, uh, just to confirm, you think we need to move off of that word. Yeah, I, I do. I, it's, uh, it's a big turnoff to, uh, to people. Um, yes, it's my dad's name. Yes, it's tradition, but it only goes back to the 50s um, when the term was, was coined. And... Um, it uh, in the in another hobby. If you're into the two way hobby, uh, Elmer is kind of referred to as Fud. You know, it's it, it. People start thinking Elmer Fud, but I mean, Scotty, your girlfriend. That was her first thought. Uh, was yeah, the same thing. Was too. you know Elmer Fud, and it's like yeah. you know we got to get away from it because it's just uh, people are turned off by it and. Uh, we have enough challenges in the hobby when it comes to promoting it. It's like, oh, why do you want to do that? You know, that's so old school. I can use my cell phone or I can get on the internet and I can talk to people around the world. And then they hear the term Elmer. I'm going to Elmer you. They're like, oh, dude, you're some kind <laughs> of wacko, sicko. You need to be, oh, you know. <laughs> the hell you are going to on some list. <laughs> you're not going to do that at all, buddy. <laughs> exactly. So, I, I, yeah, I've kind of went, you know, this is not right. This is not working. And, um, but let, we'll still kind of teach it or, you know, this is part of the tradition. But I think we need to use mentors and uh, it's more acceptable term and, uh, and people are more in, encouraged with that uh, to be mentored 
and uh, then we have you know mentors. So it's, I yeah, it's a big departure. I'm I'm not totally stuck in the in the old traditions. Um, I like it. I I enjoy the traditions that we have in the hobby here, but we also have to move on and uh, and continue. Uh, moving forward and start new traditions so all right you guys all ready to move on you can write on in write in however you find (laughs) it we've got all the contact information in the descriptions of the podcast and the live streams wherever you want to uh chime in are you ready to move on from the term elmer and i think uh somebody was talking about it on discord and it and it does have kind of like this gatekeeper way and you have to explain it even further i i was like yeah that's true like you just said you know it's a it's another thing that kind of is a hiccup like what now and like do you need an elmer like do you maybe you're the kind of person that i don't really i don't know i don't know if i want to have another person kind of all of my stuff all the time um ben he's a kx4tx he says the modern elmer seems to be YouTube. I think that's good, and I think it's bad mm-hmm. in a way. I do like the fact that the on-hands, pardon the expression, all the stuff that Steve just said about Elmering and I'm going to Elmer you, <laughs> that's got a whole new thing in my mind. Thanks for ruining it. <laughs> I don't want to get Elmer. That's okay. I don't want to get Elmer. <laughs> I need counseling. What happened? I got Elmer. Oh. You're going to um, get all glued up. <laughs> I think that uh, YouTube has uh, kind of become, you know, where people go for information. They're definitely comfortable getting that information off of YouTube. I'm concerned a little bit about the non-hands-on thing, but I totally get, you know, fixing things, learning how to do things, getting the answers. But you really have to vet that information out. I think here we pride ourselves on if we don't know the answer. For us, I think, at least for me, I like to give options. You know, I don't like to just say it's this way, dude. Do it that way or it's wrong. Good luck. You know, because that that puts people off. There's a lot of experienced hams that can't do, you know, what what others can do. So that's where I am with that. Uh, Yeah, Big Ben wants to get Elmered tonight. Uh, That's an interesting thing. It's an always interesting thing. I think right now it's probably apropos that we talk to uh, somebody who can do a little serious counseling. Where did he go? Good grief. (laughs) Good grief. All right. Let's let's bring him in. Hang on here. Let me get you, let me get you set up. Oh, Steve-O dropped his... uh, uh, drop this thing out. Here comes Steve. Oh, hang on now. We've lost it. Our listening audience is like, what are these guys up to? Uh, and let's go over here. Uh, I can change it. Pastor Joe, you uh, joined uh, this evening. First of all, the first question to Pastor Joe, the pastor of our uh, community is, uh, who let you in here? So I guess is probably, I, I need God. to know. I need to know that first. Oh, I got you muted. Let me get you off air. My okay, you're, you're good. Can you hear me now? We got you. Um, well, the door was open, so I came in. I knew it. Um, Scott? Whenever I'm, it, I it's funny, whenever I'm that. at like abandoned buildings or even not abandoned buildings, I don't know about you guys, but I always try the doorknobs to see if they're open, and you never know what you're going to find. So, Do you believe that, Scotty? Uh, Is he telling the truth? Do you think he goes around shaking doorknobs? And uh, I believe it. I believe he, he it. Should know. He should know. I should know. <laughs> hey, good evening, everybody. It's great to be with you. Um, Hi, Joe. Hi, Joe. It's good to hey, see you, man. Steve. 
Scotty, that camera's looking great, by the way. Um, Thanks, we were sir. talking about uh, homebrew antennas, and you know, I just wanted to chime in on that a little bit. Um, you know, I had got it into my head that I said to myself, you know what? I'm a ham. I should at least make one antenna in my life, okay? And um, I think that for me personally, it really broke a barrier. It was, you know, I am not the handiest guy in the world, but um, uh, having done it, it, it was a lot harder in my mind than to actually do it. And so, um, so I just wanted to show you my, my $40 dipole. And I've talked to all of you from parks on my $40 dipole. So I keep uh, everything in a bag because I go camping. So this is the 20 meter dipole. And it was so simple, no soldering. It was, see, this is the paracord, you know, for stringing well, it. Explain it for our listeners, Pastor Joe. Yes, okay, thank you, thank you. So in a Ziploc bag, I keep a 20-meter dipole, which I'm going to talk about in a minute, and then I keep two uh, lengths of paracord, and uh, that's how I string the dipole over the trees. I have a 12-ounce um, arborist's weight that I just swing and get it up, you know, up over the tree, a limb, anywhere. And, you know, what I discovered was um, that it really doesn't have to be that high up in the tree. You know, I think height makes might, you know, that's in our heads. But, you know, everything's a compromise. And this thing was only 8 or 10 feet up sometimes, and it worked great. So the 20-meter dipole um, starts with the center conductor, and I, I purchased this. This is... Um, uh, What's it called? Rocket. Um, what's the brand name? Ah, I can't remember. Jet but something. Jet, jet stream. Jet, jet stream. Jet stream. Yeah. We're going to have so, to mute somebody. Ah, Good Lord. Yeah. Holy yeah. hell. That's Good Lord. Give a man a button and he'll push it. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> So this Jetstream center conductor is available online. It used to be $20. Now it's $30. And it has um, two uh, connections for, you know, the wire lengths of the dipole and then a SO239 on the end. And it's totally self-contained. Um, all your coils and matching is in there. I think this can take up to 500 watts. And then I just went to the big box store and got two lengths of uh, stranded insulated. I think this is 16 gauge wire and measured like it out. <clears throat> Maybe it's 14. Yeah. Um, and P.S. By the way, I admire folks who can tell by looking. So uh, <laughs> um, and then the cool thing are these um, I got these on Amazon uh, stainless steel clamp um, wire clamps. Um, and what they do is allow you to loop the wire connected to the, you know, the, uh, the contact and then loop it through a hole in the plastic and then out. And that relieves the strain on the contact. And I got two um, uh, uh, lugs, you know, eye lugs and soldered and crimped them on. And this is it. And measured out, what is it, 33 feet is a half wave dipole um, at 20 meters. And some of the guys on the chat um, were talking about uh, tuning, and that was really interesting. So the thing about this is that I learned a lot. And like I say, it broke a mental barrier. I learned a lot. It was not difficult. And Steve, who I consider an Elmer, helped me out with this because I had to learn about, um, about the end, the ends. And it's, it's not enough just to 
just to crimp it together, you have to wrap the wire around at the ends, and then that electrically shortens it. You can't just, you know, leave it hanging. Um, and it wasn't until Steve told me that that's when it really started to tune up. So this thing is good, you know, like in the around the top of the 20 meter band at like 1.2 or 1.3. I have an FT891 uh, field rig which does not have a tuner, but I don't need one. And I get really good signal reports uh, from the East Coast. I live in New Jersey. I've talked to all of you guys from New Jersey or Pennsylvania uh, or Maryland. Uh, Steve, you and I had a great QSO a few weeks ago. Remember, I was at the park, mm -hmm. and that was the in, uh, on the yeah on the Delaware Water Gap on the on the New Jersey side. And uh, Christian, I think I got you from a park in Connecticut. Remember, I, I held up traffic for you. You were mobile. I was mobile. It was great. <laughs> yeah, that was an awful lot of fun. And I've talked to Ben and some of the others. And, uh, and of course, Scotty, I was eight miles away that day. But anyway, but the point of all this to say, friends, is that it is not difficult. And I agree with you, Steve, the dipole is so easy. And there are so many resources. And it breaks that barrier. It's like, yes, I can do this. And there's nothing like a, a, a tuned monoband antenna. You know, I guess it's called barefoot, right? And uh, there you go. And, uh, and it works really well. So that's my experience with the homebrew antenna. Good job, Pastor Joe. Excellent. Oh, I got Excellent. one more thing. I got Steve, you'll appreciate this. Okay, so what I'm holding up, Steve, you know what this is. Um, An ugly this is it's an ugly ballon. So an ugly ballon is to prevent RF from coming back into your radio. And so this is a piece of three inch PVC pipe with uh, three, six, nine, ten, maybe 15 turns of, I think this is RG8X um, around it and then zip tied it. I just drilled a couple of holes. And so it works great. Um, everything affects the SWR. Um, you don't have to go to this length. It, it's heavy. That's the only thing about it, but, but it works. You can just um, put some turns of wire in your feed line and that will work also. So anyway, yeah, eight turns that's my... uh, typically, and uh, that will do yeah. it. So let me show you a different uh, way of hooking it up. So oops, crash bang, Good here Lord. we go. <laughs> here we go. <laughs> so I just pulled this antenna down. It was up in ah. the air and uh, I just pulled it down. So here is a four to one balance. This is an off center fed dipole, but this doesn't matter. This could be a one to one balance or anything. But so we have the eyes here and the, the wires turned around and this wire coming out here is coming out of the balance. But I used wire nuts. Mm -hmm. Just you just twist it together, put the wire nuts on there and away you go. Simple. You don't need to solder. And uh and just uh, put the strain relief is on here, and then your electrical connection is here. So there's these MFJ uh, balance, which work great. Now, what Joe was talking about, the wire hanging or with the tuning that he was running into, sorry for all the banging here, was so here's an insulator at the end, and then you got the wire hanging down. And what's happened is you put a couple of wraps on and you think, okay, I'm going to tune it. Well, this wire also acts as part of the antenna. Mm -hmm. So what you need to do is you need to bring it all the way around because RF actually floats. It, it rides on the surface of the, of the wire. So now you have your, your end of your antenna is right here where my index finger is. So uh, 
when you're uh, tuning antenna, wrap all your your excess wire back onto itself, and that will help you. It'll help you on your tuning. So yeah. So what I've exactly right. for the so for the folks uh, listening and not watching, basically uh, just take your your ballon and or anywhere you have uh, a strain relief, and you can hook up. You don't need to solder. You can just use standard electrical wire nuts and uh, make your connection. It's great. For, I do it all the time for temporary antennas, and then when I'm done with it, I'll, I'll solder it up. Uh, but uh, that is one method of, uh, you know, building an antenna, whether it's an off-center-fed dipole, which is basically the same as a, as a, uh, a dipole, you know, standard dipole. It, uh, it's just two wires, uh, various lengths, and then and away you go. But it's pretty basic and straightforward. All right, y'all. We yeah. got to get the. We got to get some uh, some business time. <laughs> y'all just uh, you. You let me and Scotty take over here right now. Y'all, y'all can <laughs> hold your antennas closely. Join the conversation. I I've, I have an offset center fed dipole that I built with the MFJ for you know cheap four one. That's oh, that's the way antenna oh, we got, to, uh, oh, drop, time out. Couldn't call it time drop out. Drop my fortitude on field day over the yeah, Drop your fortitude fifty feet in the air. Look at all these stories of success. <laughs> I got business to handle here. People want to know right. what the events are, what's going to be happening. Oh, <laughs> Lord. Hey, Pastor Joe, light a candle for me. It's almost ham fest time uh, here. Uh, you, you can All right. join. What, what did that? Okay, good. <laughs> All right. See, I, I'm like, it's a free-for-all. It's a zoo around here. All these people with this ex- broadcast experience. And the host is just, with oh, I don't know what to do. <laughs> Help me out, listeners. Actually, you can join us in the Zoom. Uh, the details are shared over at Discord and everywhere else here. You can come and uh, stay muted, though, because somebody sneezed like 13 times. Allergies must be bad wherever, <laughs> in Colorado or uh, wherever Ishmael is. Uh, but I see you in there. We'll get to you in just a little bit. We're going to take some questions. If you have a cue, drop them into the chat. And we'll handle that. Scotty, what's going on in terms of Hamfest? Are we done for the year? Not yet. A few, oh. a couple still still hanging out here. So we have uh, two that I came across next weekend, November 25th, the Amateur Radio Auction in Fairlawn, New Jersey. So your neighborhood, Pastor Joe. On uh, the other one in down in the in, in warm, sunny West Palm Beach, the, November 26th, the Palm Beach County Radio Festival, West Palm Beach, Florida. Um, next weekend. That's it. Nice. All right. Yeah, it was still that going on. Warm. I'm, I'm really surprised. Yeah, cozy. So what I'd like Better to than, do. Uh, now down to 26 degrees here in Nillicacy. Okay, so you were telling us about this great antenna that you made to drop your fortitude on oh. field day. Oh, by the way, I did uh, get a note that uh, the ARRL has posted the scores. They're official now from the 2022 ARRL field day. Uh, you can check out the December issue of QST, but there's also a link here. I can drop it in. You could go to the ARRL and find it as well, but I'll go ahead and put it here in the chat for you if you want to go and check your scores. All the winners. It takes a little while, doesn't it, Steve, for them to get it together? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you should have it by November, but this year they're a little behind. Uh, no problem there. Uh, you're welcome to hang with us, Pastor Joe, if you'd like to. Um, we're going to get into some questions, talk about some things Folks are uh, asking stuff, and I want to get to them. We can also carry over tonight because uh, we're not going to give live coverage of the net because of this contest that's happening. We'll take your calls from Zoom and your questions uh, here as well. So we'll be hanging out after we say goodbye from our podcast listening audience. Let's go around the room here with the fellas. 
successes with your homebrew antennas. Uh, quickly, then we'll get to the people. Uh, Steve-O, what's your best homebrew antenna? Oh, I'd have to say the two double bazookas I got up in the air. That's been up in the air since 2015. Is, uh, and those were my first two double bazookas. And uh, it, it just it just worked out that way. It, uh, but it was uh, the most success so far. And I've been duplicating. I've been trying different methods. But I keep going back to that original pulled the the idea that I pulled out of my behind and uh, threw up in the air and it's been both that 40 and 75 have been operational since 2015 and I haven't had one lick of problems with it All the right, antenna so itself Steve the feed says, line that's a different story Steve says uh, W70 <laughs> UDI says uh, the best home brew was the one that he pulled out of his little behind survey says <laughs> yes double bazooka right. Scotty how about you right. sir uh, my best success so far would be with the uh, the off center, off center fed dipole that I made with the uh, with the cheap MFJ four one ballon and a couple uh, a couple of spools of wire some HVAC wire from Home Depot and uh, cut it for uh, to work on eighty meters and it, being off center fed it's uh, multi band so you know, I do need a little bit of a tuner to kind of get it into the neighborhood but get it up in the air field day I got that one up fifty feet. And um, it, was nice. it was raining down on field day. It was great. It was beautiful. I was out in the old wooden shed that day, and I heard Scotty running. It was crazy. So the one you put up at 50 feet, off-center fed, four-to-one ballon, right Home answer. Route. Pastor Joe, uh, your antenna that you showed us, is that the first, only, and best? Yeah, so so far. And, you know, even though it's harder to deploy than, you know, my vertical, um, I like it because I made it. You know, and uh, there's deep, deep satisfaction in that. And, and it works great. And, uh, you know, 30, 40 bucks can't be beat. Right on. Let's go over to, uh, I want to go over to our Facebook. Uh, get, get a couple of these uh, answers in as well. All right. Do I have it? The most successful from Adam, he says it's been a 40 meter Delta loop with a homebrew four to one. He's worked some great DX with it. Kenny says he always has success with dipoles. I would say mine is a, a dipole as well. Um, so that was mine. It's just so easy to make. You can cut them, mono band dipole. Off-center fed get a little tricky for me to tune, but hey, uh, it can be done. Let's see. John says, my first homebrew antenna was a roll-up J-pole. Cooked that up at a club meeting. Um out of an ARRL antenna book. The ARRL antenna book is a must-have, and I can say you should get that no matter what edition, meaning what year it may be. Go ahead and uh, go ahead and try to pick that up because that's a good one. Mike says uh, vertical, and those antennas don't like stop working every year. It's not like no, an old I pair mean, of it, pants. It's just, <laughs> just look around at a ham fest. You'll probably find a book for a buck or two. Get and it. Nope. it might be an old one, but the information is priceless. Word. Get it, get it. Uh, Scott says, I've been putzing with an uh, NFED halfway for a few weeks. He hasn't quite gotten it the way he wants it yet, but he's working on that. Joel says, all but two of my antennas are homebrew, five dipoles, two NFEDs, and a fence post vertical for POTA operations. All serve their purpose. He's K1JSJ. Uh, Andro, he, uh, his homebrew is a single element uh, Delta loop for 15 meters. We've got to do a show talking about a loop because I'm kind of getting the itch to do a little something different. 
Uh, Mickey says he built a double bazooka and a uh, tape measure antenna. Both are working very well. Double bazooka. There it is again, y'all. Jeff, for HOA reasons. Now, these are, uh, what does that uh, stand for? HOA equals the devil. Homeowners Association. Homeowners Association. A lot of people in this hobby consider those people to be uh, not so good, the devils. (laughs) He built a stealth quarter wave wire vertical for uh, 40 meters. He ran insulated wire up a 32-foot jack kite pole. And uh, he's got used a uh, DX engineering radial plate, and he hooked it up to 30 radials. Okay, so there you go. Alan says an 80-meter N-fed half wave and a copper cactus J-pole. And they've been great antennas. He's KG9PN. Ken says, I've been building antennas for around 45 years and had a lot of success and a few more failures. Some of the best results were with Full wave loops, YRV beams, inverted L's, and random length wire. There you go. Some others there real quickly. Let's see. We've got a uh, an 80-meter. Kenneth has an 80-meter N-fed half-wave antenna. I think sometime maybe last year, N-fed antennas became sort of like a I don't know. I think people for a long time when I got in 10 years ago, they were like, oh, N-feds, no. Mm-mm. But then it was like, oh, Poda took off. People are getting out there. They're using NFEDs, and they're trying things, and they work. So uh, I think we see well, a lot more the, NFEDs. The other thing is you needed a you know pretty wide-range tuner for you know back back in the day with an NFED. And now we have the advent of the 49-to-1 Ballon or Unun and the 9-to-1, and that's really has created some success with the NFED. And now the NFED has gotten... Uh, much more popular. It's easy antenna to put up, and uh, and then the latest has been throwing in a just a really short seven to fourteen foot length of wire as a counterpoise, so uh, that helps that helps you know, the efficiency yeah. of the antenna. So NFEDs have been great. It's uh, it's really coming in vogue in the last couple of years as a super simple antenna to put up, and that's uh, my main with antenna Poda. here. Mm-hmm. The is NFED. 80 for 80. Yeah. Pastor Joe's seen it. It's a uh, it's it's wacky, but yes. Yeah. And I have about a 20 foot um counterpoise hanging from the from the transformer box. Yeah. Good deal. Uh, we're going to take some questions. Uh, we'll we'll let the uh, privilege of the folks who are here tonight uh, get their questions in first. You can join us on Zoom. I'll bring you in as we go. Please mute yourself though, and I'll I'll get to you uh, probably uh, in just a little bit. But we've got some questions, and we'll do some questions after the show as well. Uh, James said, uh, for a double bazooka, can you use 75-ohm coax? I want to build one for 160, and I have a roll of it. He's Kilo Golf 5, Lima, Tango Lima. Yes, you can. Actually, it uh, it doesn't matter what kind of coax. Now, the issue I ran into, so one day I will go, oh, well, I'm going I'm to make a double bazooka out of some RG6, and I ran down to the big box store and I, uh, I prepped up one a cable and I cut it all the length and then I started to uh, assemble it and it's like well wait a minute I can't solder this because they're steel wire this particular brand of of, uh, of RG6 I was using has uh, steel wire so the only other way I could come up with a uh, transition was to use these splicing sleeves and uh, 
so I would uh, crimp them and then the coax would uh, would go into here the center conductor here shield here but I ran into another issue with the double bazooka is that at the end of the coax you got to short the shield and the center conductor and being that the shield is a combination of foil and this steel wire it, this is going to have to be a mechanical connection and I'm not really a big fan of mechanical connections because mechanical connections can fail. Where if you had it soldered, it's a, a more uh, solid connection. So it's uh, a work in progress uh, with this guy, and uh, but it can be done. But uh, watch, make sure the cable that you you select. And I just last night, uh, out of in preparation for this, I. Uh, I started looking on the big box stores and, and around and even on Amazon just to find, uh, okay, what's the build makeup of uh, RG6 or 75 ohm cable. And a lot of them are either steel wire or aluminum. And so it's uh, soldering is going to be a, a different issue. So, But if you can find some RG59 or any copper-based uh uh, cable, then soldering is going to be a lot easier. But it, it could be done. You just have to kind of work around the challenges. Uh, Mark uh, WM9K says, you're blessed if you have a high place to hang your antenna from, uh, regardless of the build. And I totally agree with that. I do a lot of my business in the trees. We mentioned Scotty got up there at 50 feet. He was over at his brother's place, though, and yeah. it was like a free-for-all. And, and then he just he was showing off on field day. Let me just work the pile up. And I was in there, <laughs> kilo, zero. The first... And I'm shaking. I'm like, you can't hear me. I'm out in the shed. Why can't he hear it me? Just, and he's it like, was just uh, mimicking Paul there with the fortitude. Kilo, Charlie, <laughs> three, bravo, x-ray, November, <laughs> 50 feet in the air, off-center fed dipole, Maryland, you're five, nine. It's like, that was, <laughs> damn. The one and only time I've got an antenna that. It yeah. was a sexy. I enjoyed it very much. It was, it was, great. It was a great experience. Kilo but, India uh, 5. Mark, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, but Mark, it's, uh, <clears throat> yes, it is blessed, but you can work the world even down low. And uh, Joe was a prime example. Uh, him and I got a chance to work cross country uh, with his uh, low antenna. I've worked a number of guys uh, on 75 meters that just put wire antenna right on their fence post at up five, six feet. It's gold. It's golden. Hey, dude, do you remember when you and I, back in the old days, uh, we were running the hey. net? Hey, man. Get off my yard. Grandpa, you're not in the yard. I don't care. Mind talking to the groundhog. That that groundhog's in my yard. I'm talking to that squirrel. We were running the, um, the net, and we had an old boy come in, and he loaded up like a cow fence, and it was like, I don't know, hundreds of feet. And he's like, yeah, man, it's only like uh, four feet off the ground. It's but uh, we're like, wire. what? It was barbed wire. And we're like, how long is it? Oh, I reckon it goes, I guess, about a, you know, it, was, it went around this whole pasture. And I was like, I didn't know you could do that. And I was like, this is crazy. But you, do you remember that guy? I can't remember his name oh, yeah. right now. But it, that was I like. I can't either. I'm drawing a blank. But it was just like, oh, my cow, God, that's hilarious. It's, it's, it's wild. And there was, uh, I've worked people that have loaded up their, their gutters on their house. Their aluminum gutters. If you have your, the vinyl gutters, it won't work. But if you got aluminum gutter around your house, they just, I, 
you had the downspout. They hooked the center conductor to the to the downspout and drove a ground rod right there and hooked the shield to that and just went to town and <laughs> uh, worked them on 20 meters. It was awesome. All right. I'm going to encourage, because I know we're creeping up on our normal time, we know that people were out there moving around and all that. Uh, tonight, we're probably going to do what would equivalent, be the equivalent of a bonus show. It's definitely going to be a, an, an extra hangout. Scotty's going to drop the um, Zoom call-in uh, information. So everybody that's here with us now, please go move it on over there, and we'll, we'll still hang out on the live stream. We'll take your questions, but come into the room there. It sounds a little weird. We'd, <coughs> we'd like to Elmer you and all Don't that. Don't worry. There, you won't be Elmer. <laughs> we got a lot of problems. We got a lot of problems. You won't and, be Elmer. <laughs> but... Uh, Come on over there. We'll take your questions and we can talk to you in real time. I, I, I want to be uh, sensitive to our listening audience who may be on their commute, and we've got a pretty good time schedule with those folks. Uh, let's see. Kilo India 5, Oscar Echo Bravo asked, best mobile antenna? And as a bonus, which band? All of this driving uh, for my IC706MKIIG. I have two meters uh, already. Uh, so they go. This is a trap here. I mean, this is a really trick question. Best there. I, mobile antenna for I, I guess HF. Was it for HF or two meters? I mean, yeah. It's, well, he's got a two meter. He's got a two meter okay. already. So let's uh, let's just try to tackle quickly. I guess uh, HF. I mean, I've uh, the first mobile guy I've ever experienced on the road was my friend Ian, and. Uh, Kilo India 9 whiskey, and he was going 70 miles an hour down the highway with a some kind of whip. I What are they called? Um, you know what they're called. The ones that extend. Damn, what are they called? Like uh, telescoping whip? A screwdriver? No, a screwdriver. It, wasn't a screw, it wasn't a screwdriver, but you got to get out and change every band. You know, it's like 20 oh, meter. Kind of like a hustler. Hamstick. Or hamstick. A, no, a no, hamstick. it's a hamstick. Uh, yeah, that, okay, yeah, the, and the garden $20 hamstick. Totally, man. And it's less than 20 bucks, mm -hmm. every one of them, at every band, right? And he said it or whatever. I'm, I believe this is what he was using, a hamstick. I was out in my field. He was moving, and I thought I was getting blown away. Like, you're moving? He's like, yep, doing 70 miles an hour on the mobile. I'm like, holy cow. <laughs> I wouldn't say that's absolutely the best, but I was blown away by what the ham sticks can do. They're kind of rigid. Mm -hmm. They might be tall. You got to tune them. You'd have to get out and change the antenna to change your band. I use a Tar Heel antenna. It has to have a tuner. There's a lot of rigmarole going along with that antenna, but I do like it a lot. As I mentioned earlier, Pastor Joe, I worked him. I was picking up food with my daughter. We had a special daddy-daughter type of thing going one evening, and I was like, hold on, I think I'm out here. And I tried it, tuned it up. And what that does, that telescoping sort of, um, geez, what's the kind of antenna they're called? Steve, you just said it. Uh, not telescoping. The screwdriver? The screwdriver. The screwdriver, well, yeah. Well, you have to tune it in. That serves me. but And those are two different extremes. You know, that one's going to cost more money than the other. The ham sticks you got to change might be a pain in the butt. But I don't know. Those uh, That's a bit of a trap, whatever is best. But yeah, Hamstick will work. It's pretty cheap. Uh, Tar Heel works for me right now. Steve, any idea? Because you're not doing HF Mobile at the moment. No, not yet. So, I mean, the Hamstick is a pretty inexpensive antenna. It's uh, you get, you're pretty narrow bandwidth. But uh, if you just like to operate in a 
kind of a small range that's perfect. It's inexpensive. Um, another one that's been around forever is the uh, Hustlers, and then their um, resonators that go along with it. And there's been some uh, uh, plates that have been made to where you can hook up three resonators. So you got like a three band antenna, but it's kind of a porcupine kind of deal. And uh, <laughs> so it's that's that's one the that the screwdriver style antenna which has a, tu a tuner you know motorized tuner in there to kind of help tune the antenna is no there's a lot of them out there when it comes to two meters uhf i have found over the years the one that i like for dual band antennas by far for what i've been using has been the uh, the larson nmo 2 slash 70 which is a dual band uh uh, antenna almost 3 dB on two meters five or so uh, on UHF. It's been a pretty good all all around antennas, but you know it's hard. There's the comets, there's the the diamonds, there's the uh, there's others out there, but I've just kind of stuck with the Larsons personally. But uh, it, it's uh, <laughs> this is the tough question, you know. Someone comes along, you know, when you're new, you're like, going, I want to get the best for what I can," but then it's so subjective, and uh, and that's where we uh, what might work for me and what I think is the best might not work for you. Scotty, you got a quick one? You got a quick one there? Or? Yeah, I haven't. I've, I've briefly ran HF Mobile, and when I did, uh, it was a it was a, a, a twenty meter a hustler hustler resonator. There you go. I hope that helps you. Thank you for stopping by and giving us your questions, sharing with us your successes. We didn't get into failures, but hey, that's kind of the thing. You know, who wants to harp on that? But I definitely made some mistakes building some stuff. And then, then it's just like hanging up and it doesn't do what you want it to do. And you're like, ah, it works at one point and then it fails later. And then yeah. you're like, going, why is it failed? And then you start realizing, I was like, well, duh, dumbass. Yeah. You did that. <laughs> nope. Yeah. Been there, been there, done that. We'll have to talk about off-center feds coming up because I think tuning those can be pretty frustrating. I've I've cut it's the same tedious, amount of wire and different things. Them, I like them. I like them. I think it's I do a, like it's them too. Uh, it's just you gotta you gotta get it right. And we should talk about link dipoles too because those are fun. Ooh, those are fun to make. Fun. They're fun to tune. They take a while. You get a lot of steps in. But I love a link dipole. But. <laughs> You know, when you got to change, you got to get out there and make a change. Well, let's talk about that as we come up. And uh, so, anyway, I appreciate all of you. Thank you so much for those who have uh, supported and become members this week. We appreciate you so much. It does help us keep the lights on and uh, does not pay for anyone's yacht. That's all I got to say. Yeah, we do not have a yacht. pay for the dinghy. <laughs> I've got a John boat that I paid for many years ago, and I got to get it out of the water. It's getting too cold. Anyway, you guys uh, stay tuned if you're here uh, during the live show recording. We're going to hang out and do a little bit of overtime stuff because uh, no net, because of the super big contest. But you can uh, contact us on Zoom. We'll take some questions and maybe... Me and the fellas will uh, chase some of these contest stations. We'll hang out. Sunday evenings are always fun to gather, fellowship, friendship, all that. All right, my brothers, thank you. And 73, Steve, W7UDI. And uh, Scotty, KC3, BXM, 73. 73, good night, everyone. 
Look look after each other. Take care of yourselves. And by all means, if you can, please try and stay above the noise. 7-3, y'all. To join the 100 Watts in a Wire community, visit 100wattsinawire.com.